If you don't mind, would you all stand once again? I'm going to read the passage together. Uh, Elijah is going to read the passage. Book of Acts chapter 12, verses 11 through 25. Okay. Okay, so... Morning. Okay, so then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked at the outer entrance, and a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. You're out of your mind, they told her. When she kept insisting that it was so, they said, it must be his angel. But Peter kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Peter motioned with his hand for them to be quiet and describe how the Lord has brought him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers and sisters about this about this, he said, and then he left for another place. In the morning, there was no small commotion among the soldiers as to what had ha- become of Peter. After Herod had a thorough uh, search made for him and did not find him, he cross-examined the guards and ordered that they be executed. Then Herod went from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. He had been quarreling with the people of Tyre and Sidon. They now joined together and sought an audience with him. After securing the support of Blastus, a trusted personal servant of the king, they asked for peace because they depended on the king's country for their food supply. On the appointed day, Harold, wearing his royal robes, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. They shouted, this is the voice of a god, not of a man. Immediately, because Harold did not praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God continued to spread and flourish. When Barnabas and Saul had reached their, or had finished their mission, they returned from Jerusalem, taking with them John, also called Mark. Oh, that's okay. Thank you. I think I flip it too fast. <laughs> Thank you, Elijah. Uh, I want to begin uh, the message with the story. A woman lived in a small house built at the foot of tall mountain. The mountain blocked her view and made the inside of the house dark. And, and she encountered the passage in Matthew 17, I, I believe, 17. And uh, if we have a faith like a mustard seed, you can remove the mountain. So she took it literally and she offered her prayer at night. Father, would you remove the mountain that is from my house? Guess what happened the following day? Anyone can guess? The mountain was still there. Right? In the, and uh, this interesting is that this is how she responds. I knew it just as I expected. Did she really have faith when she offered the prayer? I think this story is actually a story of us. You know, we, uh, we pray with our lips, right? Father, I believe, and we sometimes quoting the scripture and pray, yet, uh, deep in our heart, we don't really believe, believe. 
You know, we, uh, I mean, I have to admit, sometimes when I pray for somebody who's old and diagnosed with terminal disease, I do pray for healing. Yet, deep in my heart, you know, my, my heart is like, Lord, would you prepare this person to meet you? It's kind of, it's not really go together with my prayer. When you look at today's text, church in Jerusalem, they pray for Peter. Remember the passage we, we shared last week? They f- pray fervently. They fervently pray for uh, Peter to get out from the pr- prison. And result of the prayer, I believe, Peter got out met by the angels and he ran to the uh, house where his fellow brothers and sisters are gathered. That's house of Mark. And he locked the door. And the, the servant girl named Laura, she heard, she recognized Peter's voice. Then she was overjoyed. Without opening the door, she ran back and, guys, Peter is at the door. And, you know, apostles, whom they spent time together with Jesus and the early church leaders, believers, they were saying, are you out of your mind? What? You are crazy. That's what they responded. And when Laura insisted, no, 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 he's at the door. Maybe you heard Peter's angel's voice. When I read the passage, be honest with you, I got encouraged because even apostles, even the believers, they had, you know, disbelief. Every single day, I don't know about you, you know, to be honest with you, I, I have to fight with disbelief. You know, I have faith. I, I'm claiming I'm a Christian, yet time to time I have this disbelief. Like, I have to constantly fighting together with. So this is my prayer. I wish you and I have more faith today than yesterday. This is my prayer. I wish we have more faith tomorrow than today. You know, the disbelief is there. And, but, and how can we drive out this disbelief? And based on today's text, I want to share a few things. First, I mean, faith is the the thing that we, we can dis- drive out disbelief, right? And what is faith? I, I think faith is the holding on to God's grace. When you try to be a religious person, faith doesn't come, faith doesn't actually work in your life. Let me put it that way. When we try to be, when you try to practice religious activities or rituals, uh, you'll have more struggle, internal struggle. How do I know that? I have experienced it. When you try to wear religious coat and, hey, you know what? Let me be a religious person from now. Then you will get more disappointed. And maybe you will increase disbelief. But when you begin to focus on God and His grace, faith will start working in your life. I think that's very important. So remember this phrase, it's not about us, but it's about God. Faith, it's not about us. It's all about God, what God has done in our lives. 
So focus on God's grace. When you begin to focus, that's the starting point of having a faith. When you focus, start to have focus on God's grace, the faith will start to kick in and you will develop the faith. When you look at today's text, I want to read again, uh, verse 11, 12. Uh, then Peter came to himself. He came to himself and said, now I know, now I know without a doubt that the Lord sent his angel and rescued me from the heroes, purchased them from everything that Jewish people were anticipating. You know, they were anticipating to kill Peter, just like they killed James. But I, I, he thought he was like having a dream or he was in the midst of the vision or, and he came to realization. He came to understanding, wait a minute. It was God who took me out of prison. God sent angel to rescue me from the, from the prison. When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, what's called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. So that, that expression, when Peter came to himself, uh, now I know, when this had dawned on him, this kind of expression means he came to understanding. He came to realization, right? That's it. That's the, that's, the, that's the part. We have to understand, wait a minute, it is God. It is God thing. It is God who started my life. It is God who's leading my life. It is God who's going to take care of my life. Even though uh, we grew up, if you grew up, in, even though you grew up in church, even though you have a, like a title, or deacon, or, or even elder, or even uh, pastor, missionaries. Uh, if you don't fully understand about God's grace, that, that means uh, we are nothing. That's what it is. Therefore, we have to hold on to grace of God. Uh, William Barclay, he is the, one of the common, common takers. He's a Bible scholar. He, he, is, he once said, there are three things which cannot come back. Send arrow. If we send the arrow, it's not going to come back. And spoken word, it's not going to come back. And he said, lost opportunity. I like this expression, lost opportunity. I, I, I loved uh, 10 lepers, which uh, mentioned in Luke chapter 17. There were 10 lepers. They couldn't live among the crowd. They, they, were, they were isolated from this, you know, crowd, and they saw Jesus was passing by. The moment they realized Jesus was passing by, uh, they agree, and they, in, in one voice, they were crying out to Jesus. Curie lays on. Lord, have mercy on us. They cry out so loud. Jesus from far distance, he could hear them. Wait a minute. Somebody is calling me. And, and, and they a cure. You know the stories, right? Uh, they thought opportunity was passing by. And they don't want to lose the opportunity. Just like that. Uh, God is locking on our heart every single day. He wants to give us, pour out, pour, pour out the grace upon us. All you have to do is just take that, grab them. Uh, grab the God's grace, God's amazing grace. This is Paul's prayer to Ephesians. And as I meditate this passage, that is my prayer toward myself and toward our uh, EMers. I pray, this is what Paul says, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened 
in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of glorious inheritance in the saint. You know, how rich, how deep, how glorious inheritance that is in Christ. And, and he's in comparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength. That is my prayer. I believe that is the prayer of Jesus Christ to, to us. How can you drive out disbelief? To have faith, to hold on to God's amazing grace. Second point, faith is being sure of what we hope for. Hebrews chapter 11, right? The passage, passage right? Uh, when you look at verse 13 again, Peter knocked at the outer entrance and the servant girl named Laura. Laura means actually rose. Uh, some say rose, that, that rose, okay? And came to answer the door. As I was meditating this, you know, she, she had a faith. Laura had a faith. She, when the moment she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed. And without knowing, I mean, without opening the ship, went back and, guys, Peter is here. God answered our prayers. And as I was meditating her, uh, she reminds me of a person, uh, Mary Magdalene. Uh, look at this. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was overjoyed and she ran back without opening any clay. Peter is at the door. Just like Mary, you know, one who witnessed, first witnessed the, the, of, of Jesus' resurrection, she went back to disciples and said, Guys, Christ is risen. And remember Mary the Magdalene, she was one demon possessed. And Laura is a servant girl. Maybe eyes of you know, world, they were nothing, right? But God entrusted his message, joyful message to this, this kind of girls. I, I was in Ezra about the last couple of days. I went Thursday and came back yesterday. It was a very rewarding trip. It was, though it was a short trip, I had a chance to meet uh, 30 uh, pastor's family. 30 pastors came from all of the San Salvador, El Salvador to San Salvador, this capital city of El Salvador. And we had a meeting. Though we had a service, I had to talk and you know, we worshiped together and I kind of sensed the spirit. I, though I didn't understand you know, what they're saying, even in praise, I only remember Santo, 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 them is holy. Santo, Santo, Santo. But they were praise, praising God in spirit. I kind of sense that. And maybe in worldly standard, you know, they were actually from five, six, seven hours from the limo places. I heard El Salvador is very dangerous. A lot of gangsters out there. And, you know, as I was worshiping God together with them, I realized, hey, these guys are hidden heroes, mighty servants of the Lord. Through them, this Glorious gospel message being preached. And I, you know, as I was coming back at the airplane, I, was, I thought about, if I were to heaven, I think I'm going to be surprised. Because a lot of people, maybe they were not that, not that you know, well-known in this life, but they will be recognized by Jesus. And that's how God works. You know, God is working among us. It is okay if you're not strong enough because it's not about you. 
It is okay that you are weak. It's okay because He is strong, right? Now we've got to trust this strong, I mean, Almighty God. Faith is not focused on yourself, but faith is focusing on, on God. So today's world, there are so, so much disbelief. And this is my prayer. God may raise a person like Laura, a person like Mary Magdalene, a person like pastor whom I met the uh, last couple of days. So through them, the message can be preached. And, and look, different faith that disciples have. <laughs> look at verse 15. You are out of your mind, they told her. When she kept insisting they were so, they say, it must be essential. You are out of your mind. You know, this same expression, actually Jesus heard that in chapter, uh, book, book of John, chapter 10. He, when Jesus spoke about kingdom of God, the, among the least people, out of your mind? Same expression. When Paul shares personal testimony in book of chap, chapter, uh, book of Acts, chapter twenty-six, Festus, he was the king. Uh, he said, "You learn too much. You became crazy. Are you, are you out of your mind?" Same expression. If you have disbelief, everything seems or sounds crazy. But when you begin to have faith, everything, everything makes sense. But the challenge is, these disciples and apostles and these uh, members of the early church in Jerusalem, they were believers, yet they didn't believe. H.G. Wells, a short story about Archbishop. This Archbishop, he prays all the time. On the particular, you know, the appointed time, he always prayed to God. Just like any other day, he came and he opened his prayer like this. Oh, mighty, oh, mighty God, the Father. That's how he always opened the, his prayer. When he moment he opened the prayer, God responded. Oh, my son, what do you want? He got a heart attack. <laughs> he, he died. But he didn't expect God to show up. I mean, this is my, you know, you know, ritual thing. This is practice. I didn't expect you to show up, God. He probably said that before God's throne, right? I mean, what about us? Do we truly believe when we pray? When we pray, we really have to have faith because Without faith, you cannot please God. We cannot please God. Hebrew says, without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who honestly seek him. My last point, faith is knowing that victory belongs to God. When you look at today's text, there are a few interesting pictures that you can observe. Peter was read by the angel uh, and got out, got out from the prison. First, the chain was unchained. First, uh, door, prison door was open. Second door was open. Third door was open. It's like, you know, automatic door. You guys know automatic door, right? When you go to the mall, you got automatic doors, right? I remember my first encounter with automatic door. I think it was like when I visited Busan when I was in elementary school. I think it was 40-some years ago. 
My goodness, I first of this automatic door. The moment when you show up, the door just open. It was fascinating. I kept playing with you know, that, and the security guard guy came out and go play out the place, you know. Anyway, but you know, it's like that. Can you imagine that? Door just open. Angel of God just opened the doors like that. Wow. But Peter, he couldn't get into the house of Mark. What does that mean? It teaches our limitation. We are mere man and woman. God is God, we are mere human. You know, which is the limitation. When God opens the door, nobody can shut the door, right? When He closes, nobody can open it. That's why we have to trust God. Maybe to you, it seems like everything's just you know, like this, lock and nothing is going to be opened. No, no, no. That's how you see it. If God starts to open the door, he's going to open it. That's why it is important for us to offer our prayer with faith. God, open the doors for us. Nature will be done. And also, the tyrant Herod who killed James and tried to kill Peter, but he couldn't. So he killed 16 guards. Did you know that? In Romans law, if the you if prisoner escape, the the guard has to take the sin of the prisoner. So he Herod actually killed sixteen guards in this setting, but he got killed by the one. My goodness, that's us. Look at verse twenty three. Immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, you know they were saying, "You are you are you are, you are, you, are, you have such a you're like God." They, in a crowd, praised Herod as a god because he was bred in speech. Look at verse 21. On the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robe, actually, according to the historian uh, Josephus, he was a Jewish historian, uh, he was wearing the robe made out of silver. And when sun reflected uh, his robe, it was like, wow, and he was great in speech. on his throne and deliver a public address to the people, they shouted, this is the voice of God, not a man. And he took it. Yeah, that's me. We cannot take God's glory. It is interesting to note that Luke mentioned verse 24 uh, after this instant, but the word of God continued to increase and spread. Even though Herod tried to preach the church and tried to prevent message to be preached, the word of God continued to increase. This living thing cannot be prevented by anything. That's the glorious gospel that we have. At the end, God wins. At the end, God wins. Having a faith means you know your end. We know how all things are going to be ended. Do we have this belief about the end? Start to have faith on Jesus who knows the end. We got, I know we have few Lakers fans, right? Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a Lakers fan. Cliff is doing good, but you know, I'm still, I have loyalty to uh, Lakers, and they're doing great. 
And uh, I cannot watch two hours straight. I mean, even though I'm a great fan, uh, I watched like nine minute, 10 minute highlights. You feel like you're watching whole game. And when I know the result, before I watch the highlight, I can relax. Oh, Lakers won today, okay. First quarter, even though they're losing, hey, no big deal. Second quarter, just no problem. Because I know how the end's gonna be. He already won the battle, right? This is interesting. How this the look, the book of uh, uh, author of book of Acts. This how the, this chapter ends in verse twenty five. When Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission, what kind of mission was that? Remember the church at Antioch. Uh, they collect the offering for the church in Jerusalem. So Paul and Barnabas, actually Saul and Barnabas took the offering, went to Jerusalem, and they returned from Jerusalem, taking with them John, also called Mark. So this verse indicates that they were at the house of Mark. Maybe Barnabas and Paul, they witnessed, wow, God truly delivered Peter. God was building Barnabas and Saul. And after chapter 12, chapter 13, the story is about Paul and his mission. First 12 chapters is the story about the Peter. So the transition, you can see the transition here. And as I was you know, finishing this passage, actually we started uh, KM. I miss so many sermons for EM, but uh, KM we started uh, January book of Acts chapter 1 and we just ended today and this is going to be our, our last uh, study on book of Acts because we have Christmas next week and we have guest speakers and I'm going to come back to uh, chapter 13 next, next year but as I was finishing this passage I thought about Saul who will be Paul and Peter remember Peter? remember how he met Jesus first time? he was a fisherman right? and, and Jesus was uh, teaching the crowd. And, and that's the same time that Peter was, Peter tried to catch the fish all night long. He couldn't get any, anyone, a, a, any fish. And he was uh, cleaning the net, fish net. And Jesus was teaching and crowds keep coming. So oh, he, Jesus asked Peter, Peter, can I ride your boat? Because you know, these guys keep coming. So he, uh, at the lake, he, he tried to teach the crowd. While he's teaching the you know, crowd, he was mending the net and he was listening to Jesus' teaching. And he realized, my goodness, I never heard this kind of teaching in my life. And Jesus said, did you catch anything? Peter said, no, no, I didn't catch anything. Oh, threw your net into deep water. Jesus is commanding, asking fishermen, professional fishermen, hey, won't you throw your net into deep water? Since you say so, I will, I, will try. I will do it. And when he threw the net, he caught a lot of fish, right? So he asked, guys, help, I got too much fish. The moment he experienced that, very first word that Peter said to Jesus was this, Lord, depart from me. I'm a sinner. That was his testimony. I mean, not testimony, but I mean, you, you, you look 
different. I mean, you're, you're different. I felt like you're like Messiah. Depart from me, Lord. That's why he professed, Lord, I'm a sinner. He had this belief about himself. Remember Saul? Uh, he was persecuting church, right? What, what, what kind of like, uh, cultic sex is this, the Christianity? And he was trying to persecute the church and he was on the way to Damascus. Jesus appeared himself to Saul, right? Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Remember his first word? He said, Lord, who are you? He had this belief about person or deity of Jesus. Peter and Paul, both of them, they had a disbelief about themselves and about God. Yet, God turned this disbelief into faith. And they became, I mean, great apostle in church history. First 12 chapter was dedicated to Peter, and second chapter, later chapter of the book of Acts, dedicated to the life of Paul. And you know what? Uh, how we start, start, it's no bigger deal. Uh, where you are standing right now, it's no, no big deal. Important is our future. That really matters. And if you are here today, that means you are in God's grace. You can't just come. I don't think you can. I, I mean, you can't just come to church. Hey, you know what? I'm here today. Because of God's hand, He brought you here. Right? And if you give your life to Christ, He started to... Uh, he started the journey in your life. One who began a good work in you, He's going to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. That's why we have to enjoy this journey. Seriously. Seriously, we're going to enjoy this journey. This life's so fun. Seriously, so fun. Walking with Jesus is so fun. Let's throw away disbelief. Hold on to faith. Amen? Let's pray together. Lord, help us to hold on to God's grace because that is what we need. And help us now look at ourselves, but look at you, Lord God, especially your amazing grace. And help us to have faith with assurance, Lord God, because you say so, Lord Jesus, we do believe. And help us to know that victory, ultimate end, belongs to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.